0: tuned into the recovery innovators radio show your access to today's best addiction recovery ideas tools and experts listen in and you will learn what is and what isn't working today we want you your loved ones and anyone you know who needs a helping hand to find success in recovery and live the life they deserve and now here's your host james healy
1: Hey there, I'm James Ely and welcome to the Recovery Innovators Radio Show, episode number five. The entire purpose of this show is to help you turn your addiction recovery challenges and failures into successes and freedom from everything that's keeping you from living the life you deserve. I check in with innovative experts and individuals in the recovery industry so we can hear directly from them what is working today for addicts in recovery, for their families, their friends, and maybe we can provide some continuing education tips for other experts too. Now marriage and family relationship expert and coach Christy DeLeon joins me today and we talk about how relationships play into active addiction and recovery and how having a loving relationship with ourselves allows us to form uh, loving relationships with other people as well so i don't know about you but when i was uh, in addiction and first in recovery my relationships were all over the board and very challenging as they always are always will be but uh, if you're looking to form healthy long-lasting relationships then don't miss this episode all right let's get right to the interview The weather is perfect, and uh, I got out for a little walk this morning, and that was fun. I just want to welcome you to the show, and are you ready to help people be and live healthy, sober, and free?
0: Absolutely, James.
1: Awesome. Well, first of all, let's hear how you started on helping people. I know you've been helping people in a lot of different ways. You focus on relationships, which are super important.
0: Yes, they are in so many ways, both professionally and personally. Um, I got started in the world of psychotherapy. So I have my license in marriage and family therapy. And I have over 10 years of clinical experience, ranging from working with adolescents to young adults and couples in a wide variety of areas. And, um, you know, as I'm sure you can imagine, during this course of 10 years, I've seen a lot in addiction. I've had the great opportunity to work in different capacities in addiction from RTCs, which are residential treatment centers, and IOP, intensive outpatient, and OP, and outpatient, both in dual diagnosis facilities, which I think is such an important piece of not just addressing um, the addiction component of getting over the mental and physical cravings for the substance, but diving in so much deeper of what are the mental and emotional stories that have maintained the addiction present.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I've heard a lot and Uh, read things recently about how actually a lack of connection and some of those challenges in relationships can Mm -hmm. enhance or lead people to their addiction.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, intimate relationships are such a, a challenging piece when you're moving from active addiction to, you know, recovery in that it really touches on those inner pain points and insecurities that the addiction helped numb out. And now that you don't have that substance to numb those uncomfortable feelings and thoughts, um, the person's left, you know, feeling very raw and exposed and vulnerable. And how do I cope with this? And so I love having the opportunity to help people learn healthy ways on coping with uncomfortable emotions um, that are triggered by conversations and situations and to know that they can be so successful in moving forward in their life without depending on a substance to help them feel, quote unquote, normal or that they can do it. So
1: what was your did you have like an aha moment that brought to you? To your current passion and focus? Was there just like this, like, this is what I want to do?
0: Yeah, well, you know, it actually was, um, when I was working with adolescents and, um, which I think is very relevant in working with the adults that are in addiction <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> or, or even not in addiction because we have that wild teen in us, um, guarding the inner child. And here's some of my psychotherapy you know <laughs> language coming out um but you when I was working with actual adolescents and making able to allow myself to make that connection with them that that connection came about and I was able mm-hmm. to be really honest and transparent with them and they were they felt that they could trust me enough to be that way back and As soon as I was able to feel that connection with them, it was so mind-blowing to me that, wow, Like I, I helped redefine how they view relationships with someone and get them to a place of feeling safe. And secure. And if I could do this with this teen who had nothing to do with me for like four weeks and we sat in silence Mm -hmm. watching the clock, then I feel like I could do this with anybody. And it was, and it just gave me that much more passion to help others heal. Because when we are in a loving relationship with ourselves, we're able to form that with other people, which just trickles out into our community. That it definitely in this state of our country and the world, um, it's so important, I think, to increase the love and healing in our communities.
1: Yeah, that's, that reminds me of a, a quote I just heard. <laughs> I yeah. just got Zig Ziglar quote. It's like, uh, when you see a person without a smile, give them one of yours. So it's like, yeah. you know, if you give that love out there, yeah. it's going to just propagate and you'll get it back some more. But.
0: Absolutely.
1: Cool. um what has been along your path here? What's mm-hmm. been your biggest challenge? Any uh any stumbling blocks?
0: Yeah, I think Professionally, and I mean, because we can't, as much as I try to separate the professional and the personal aspects of myself, it's, it's kind of hard. because They're both interweaved and they both support each other. Mm-hmm. So when I am working with a client who um, brings up or, or tr- touches on some of my own pain points, that's the part that causes me, causes a little bit of a challenge. Because I think, gosh, after all this time, I still have this happen. But how could I not? You know, I'm a human with lots of emotions, right? And I can't just be a a robot coach. That wouldn't work. That's the part that sometimes makes me stumble in a sense that I think, wow, I, I still need to continue to do a lot of work on myself. And I'm actually very thankful of those moments because... It's not only humbling, but it allows me to see, you know, this growth process is ongoing, and I have to keep that mind that I need to continue to grow to really be there for my clients the way that I want to be there and the way that um, I know they would like me to be there too.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, that's awesome. So, Thank speaking you. of clients, who do you mm-hmm. who do you serve, especially in this? Addiction recovery area, like so many relationships are strained. Whether it's relationships within the family, yeah. uh, the parents, the mom and dad might have a strained relationship mm-hmm. because of their daughter who's addicted. The the wife of the addicted husband, the kids of the <laughs> dad, like I mean, it goes on and on.
0: Yes, I know.
1: Do you just you know depends on, or do you help the whole family?
0: I I love helping the whole family, although I've been. Zeroing in um, my client population actually on the single man who is ready to rewrite the relationship history that he's had. That he's at a point in his life that he wants to realize that dream of having that partner that is perfect for him that'll be understanding of him accepting and also push him to grow and um, absolutely you're right that relationships in the life of a person who is going through recovery is strained and um, their ability to form intimate relationships is uh, an area that I really love helping um, men in particular do so because it. It challenges the fundamentals that they've created along their life. And I and men have such an important piece in our society and in families that if I could help a man get to that place where he feels strongly vulnerable in a relationship, then I feel like I have um, reached one of my big goals as a professional.
1: Yeah. Well, that vulnerability is... It's tricky, especially for guys and the guys in recovery Mm -hmm. (laughs) who who have been told just, you know, just don't drink or don't do drugs. And it's willpower and, you know, they don't want to admit they need help in any way, shape or form.
0: Right. Yes, absolutely. And unfortunately, I feel uh, vulnerability has gotten such... A bad rap for lack of a better word um that it has become almost synonymous with weakness whereas it takes a lot of courage and strength to be vulnerable and allow the person who's in front of you to really see you and with the clients that have worked in recovery um you know there's a lot of shame that oh. comes with the addiction and a lot of trauma as well and we've worked so hard to keep that hidden, which, you know, another thing that has fed into the addiction, that when you're at a place that you don't want to do that anymore, and you want someone to see you, I mean, it raises up, you know, a lot of emotions and challenge, mental challenges on, can I even, am I even at a place that I could see myself so honestly, too?
1: All right, we're going to take a quick one-minute break here, and uh, I'm going to just tell you a little bit about our sponsor for today's show, which is the Addictions Academy. The the Addictions Academy is the nation's leading accredited addiction treatment services and sober coaching intervention training academy. And uh, if you are looking to get into the addiction recovery field, maybe as a sober or recovery coach, Or if you're looking to up your game and boost your skills for your current practice, uh, you can get some new training there. They have some amazing faculty and staff with decades of experience. And they have some great comprehensive coursework that's going to really give you those tools and resources that you need to, uh, to really take your, your practice to the next level. So give them a call, 800-706-0318 or check them out at theaddictionsacademy.com Again, that's theaddictionsacademy.com And now back to our show. Dealing with these guys who are maybe in recovery and now they want to move forward. They're feeling good and then they want a re- nice relationship. What sort of mistakes might they be making or have, you know, where might be some places where they're uh, being challenged?
0: Thinking about that, even before we got on the line together, I, I thought of three areas of a relationship that I have found that men um, struggle on early on. Even when they get to that point of of committing to themselves that I no longer want to find just the right now girl. I want to find the girl, the woman that I want to, you know, commit the rest of my life to. And one of those areas of a relationship is what is the meaning of the relationship? And, you know, what does the relationship mean to them? Because coming out of addiction, um, there's so many, false meanings that have been attached to the relationship like i'm going into this relationship to save this person or to get redemption from a previous relationship Mm. or subconsciously i'm seeking the validation Mm -hmm. that i never received in my life from previous relationships
1: no exactly Or they're just feeling bad about you know their addiction. They want to feel good about themselves now, yeah, and and having someone love them. Yes, (laughs) it's gonna make them feel better.
0: I know, yeah. And how can them um, get a really clear vision on what the relationship will mean to them, and what it will mean to be in a relationship, a a healthy um, description of what this relationship will mean.
1: Right? Are they really ready? Are they ready for one? Yes. I mean, a lot of people say, when you're first in recovery, don't get in any sort of relationship for a year, you know intimate anyway yeah. that because that can uh, risk your I your chances have seen of relapse.
0: that, unfortunately play out in a lot of unhealthy ways, and that you know, again, touching back on people are getting used to being without substances and what that really means emotionally and mentally that they feel so raw mm-hmm. and exposed and but they also feel lonely. And when you're in treatment programs or you go to meetings and there's the opposite gender there. You can't help but get attracted to people and, you know, and, and want to feel connected. Right. And yeah. all wanna feel loved. But then it's okay, am I am I healthy enough to invite someone into my life right now? And yeah. that kind of reasoning, yeah. I found, is kind of hijacked at first <laughs> because right. we just want that instant gratification. Um, and but I've, I've helped clients, which I'm so grateful that I've been able to help clients to really slow down. And actually, that totally segues perfectly into the second area of relationships that I've found mm-hmm. um, that, you know, men and women need help with is identifying the kind of relationship that they really want. And is their vision really realistic? (laughs) Uh, You know, (laughs) does that kind of person or relationship actually exist? A lot of the time when we kind of get down and dirty with it, it's that they want to recreate a relationship that has that same emotional numbness that is safe and Mm -hmm. easy that they created during addiction. That, you know, you don't have to get messy with emotions and kind of sit with that uncomfortableness and deal with
1: it. I like the slowing down piece because it's definitely, it's easy to want to (laughs) fix everything instantly when you're in recovery. I know myself, when I was in recovery, my marriage was very strained and I just wanted it to be fixed and better, like, tomorrow. Actually, like yesterday. yesterday.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I, I wanted everything to be funky dory, everyone to be happy and loving. And it was going to take a lot of work, a lot of time. And I had to be patient. And
0: yes, hard to absolutely.
1: do absolutely. Especially
0: when, um, you know, we've received so many messages from society and family of, you know, also stage of life. And if you're um, you know, in your late 20s, early 30s, going through recovery, there's all those shoulds that you should have already in your life. Um, you know, you should already be married, you should have kids, you should have a career. And I've seen clients, and it's heartbreaking to see how they struggle with that. And as they're integrating themselves back into their family life and the community, that's something that definitely brings up a lot of insecurity and shame um, and guilt that right now they are not ready to have those things in their life
1: and that they they can have right. those down the road at the right time just kind of focus on what's yeah. good yeah and right not feeling now.
0: pressured to have to conform to those expectations right now being able to let that go right. is huge
1: yeah, yeah. absolutely
0: it is so hard i mean whether even if you're not in recovery just all you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) for everyone well that's just it once people realize Mm -hmm. that life is hard (laughs) you know but it's probably easier to to deal with when you're when you're sober than when you're not in any condition to make good decisions (laughs) it'll be better in the long run
0: absolutely which uh
1: Okay, so it's, oh, I was going to say, yes. what's the third area? Yeah, of the struggle third then? area,
0: which kind of alluded to through the, to the second, was the timing of relationships and getting um, allowing themselves to have the permission to get to know the person and allowing the person to really get to see them before moving forward in a relationship. You know, in order for a client to get to that place. It takes some work in them being comfortable with who they are, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly um, of them being okay with that and being accepting that we all have areas of struggles. We all have regrets. We all have things that we did that we were not proud of. Um, not that we have to hand our resume over on the first encounter of this is my laundry list of of things, of the, you know, the emotional baggage I'm carrying with me. Right. Are you OK with this? But, you know, being able to sit with yourself enough that when the relationship moves in that direction of having to be vulnerable, that you're OK with that. You're not going to revert back to the old unhealthy behaviors that have kept the addiction, but also the shame and the guilt alive, too, in your life. Yeah,
1: and and your relationships, not what they, they have the potential to be, what you yeah, really want them I to it's, be.
0: It's great to help clients see that. In order to build a healthy relationship with someone else, you have to have a healthy relationship with yourself first.
1: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, so, that's so interesting. I was just thinking about that the other day. I'm like, when do we lose that? Because my mm-hmm. son, who's three, sometimes I'll tell him, I'll say, I love you. And he'll say, I love you. And oh I my love God. myself. <laughs> he'll just say that, you know. And it's so cute, and I love oh. you for saying that. It's, it's like, how often do we tell ourselves that I we know. love ourselves? It's, it doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, no, sure. that's, yeah, that's very true.
1: So, well, tell us a little bit about your, your business then, your coaching business, and um, how it, you know, can help specifically people affected you know, by their addiction challenges and relationships in these three areas of struggle, or
0: absolutely. So, um, in my coaching, um, I help clients again, particularly single men. So, single that ha- mm-hmm. uh, have never been married, or perhaps they've been divorced. But in either case, a man who is at that doorstep of wanting to cross over into getting into the committed relationship that they've always wanted. I specify really wanting to commit to that relationship because it takes definitely a shift in the mind, right? To know that I want to commit to someone mm-hmm. and that I'm not going to just bail at the site of uncomfortableness. Um, Really willing to stick things out. That's the kind of man that I really want to work with and how I work with them. um, I am lucky to provide different types of services. So either one on one coaching where we're able to, um, you know, dive in deep individually on individual basis um, once a week. Or I do offer a 12-week training program called Finding Her, and it's a group program for men um, that will really help them in gaining that clarity of the kind of woman and relationship they really want. To help regain the confidence to date and flirt um, and relate to women in a way that's irresistible to the kind of woman that they really want. And I help them create mm-hmm. actually um, might sound <laughs> a little bit different, but like their dating formula so that they're able to kind of systematize right. their actions so that when they can really be present and and relaxed when they're relating to a woman and knock away um, those insecurities and doubts. Take turn that tape, that mental tape off. So that it's not clouding their ability to connect with the woman that they are um, wanting to connect with.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, I like that. Then they're almost on autopilot yes. because sometimes oh the first bit of relationship building is oh, like your brain's not working <laughs> correctly. <laughs> You say the stupidest yes, things, whatever. But, yes.
0: And, yeah, yeah, I mean, and a big piece of that kind of really relates to, to confidence and having, um, and I'm so blessed to have a successful, being a successful marriage myself and in knowing um, what the changes that I needed to make as a woman, as well as the changes that my husband needed to make. And I won't lie, I did kind of help him with it, <laughs> and coach him a little bit on those <laughs> changes. But um, you know, it, that right. we both needed to make changes and continue to make changes as our relationship right. evolves.
1: Yeah, it's a process yes. for sure, and yes. a, a continuing process. Yes, <laughs> I find the same thing in my marriage. So. Absolutely, that's awesome. Do you have any? Uh, tips then for you know a short term your your program's 12 mm-hmm. weeks long so then maybe there's some something in the long term as well as like how people can help uh improve their chances of a of a good and strong sure. relationship.
0: So, just
1: make sure you right. So, a, a tip for short term on how they can improve? Yeah. Yeah, like what how, yeah, what could someone mm-hmm. do in the short term to set themselves I want up to for success?
0: Remind um, both men and women, that they do have all the time in the world. So to allow themselves to slow things down. By, by that, I mean being willing to um, look at what their, this is a big one actually, um, identify what their 50% has been in relationships thus far. So if the relationships haven't been working, what has been your 50%? And I think when a person's able to see that, it really opens their ability to make those deeper changes that might take a little bit more time. But the first step is being able to acknowledge them. That's huge.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And then how about for the long term, like once you get into a relationship, Mm -hmm. And over time, things get to you know that challenging state, and we don't want people right. to just give up. Yes. Um, what's something they can do to to refresh their enthusiasm <laughs> for the relationship? Well, you know, <laughs> I, I,
0: I love to remind people. You know, when you're in a relationship, because this is actually something that I've needed to remind myself throughout my own marriage, is that we're into we're in this relationship together. Right now, I'm probably super upset at you, but it's not me versus you. It's us. Right. And I think when you are able to tap back into, reground yourself into that mental perspective of it's us, not you versus me, Mm -hmm. then now I'm willing to, okay, what do I need to do for us Mm
1: -hmm. to get
0: to that happy place again? Not that I'm going to try to convince you into uh, acknowledging that I was right in this disagreement (laughs) to prove my point. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, But what do I need to do for us?
1: Uh, Yeah, we're a team. Come on. Um, Yeah. Well, before we start closing out here, do you have any other thoughts about... You know, mm-hmm. helping these guys and and finding their their super soulmate. <laughs>
0: absolutely. Mate. Um. You know, with the guys, and this actually has been something um recent that um has been coming up with the clients I've been working with, and that's in regards to to sex. Something that I, I cannot stress enough for men to look at. Yes, absolutely, it provides some um, validation. Being able to and. It was kind of crude in how it was stated, but getting that conquest, but in looking at
1: Mm.
0: on a deeper level, what is that providing for you? Um, It's not just the act of sex, as much as we want to downplay it, that, you know, we just need to have sex, Um, but there is a deeper meaning attached to it. And I really like to push uh, my male clients to be able to identify that. Is it, you know, connected to wanting just to feel validated and loved and feel important. And that's why you are so willing to um, have sex with who's ever willing to have sex with you, because then that also adds to, to the shame pile and, you know, to move away from that, you definitely have to change your actions. You can't expect a different result from doing the same pattern of behaviors. It just does not right.
1: work. That yeah, way. exactly. Now, and all yes. of us in recovery know that one. I know. <laughs> we tried that I know. over and over again.
0: Yes, yeah. It
1: worked. Yeah. Well, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Well, Christy, tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself first. Yeah. Now, or not well, first, I, I guess, now, I but what do you like to do for fun? <laughs> I
0: mentioned that first because I, I have. Two Mm -hmm. amazing little boys, a six- and a five-year-old, and an amazing husband. And working out has been such a great outlet for both my husband and I in our self-care. You can't take care of somebody else unless you're taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love being able to share that that energy with my husband of working out and being a, a good model for my boys. Of showing the importance of self care and exercise. So I love working out. Mm -hmm. Um, which we go to a boot camp, but um either hiking or riding bikes. My boys are very active, so I'm so fortunate that I can keep up with them. (laughs) And we I I know, I know. Um (laughs) we live in Southern California, so um we really enjoy Mm -hmm. going to the beach and taking advantage of the great weather that we are fortunate oh, awesome. to have out here that I know in other parts of the country, they don't. So I love being, yes, we are.
1: Yeah, you're <laughs> um, blessed. I
0: love being able to be outside with them and with our, our little Staffordshire bull terrier named Vinny, um, running around and finding bugs and going on adventures <laughs> with them, yeah. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Cool. Um, Do you have a favorite uh, success or inspirational quote? This is actually a
0: quote um, by Thomas Edison. And it says, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work.
1: (laughs) right
0: yes i like that don't give uh, up (laughs) in in recovery but really in all aspects of life um reframing this idea of failure that it isn't so much of a failure of you know i'm continuing to put forth the effort to figure out what does work and that's really inspirational to me
1: yeah it's just yeah definitely. Yes. It's more of a a learning experience I know. right yes. I just Some had of lots really of learning experiences and we don't want those. <laughs> yeah right. but sometimes yes. it took me a, a long time to learn. Yeah. I don't know why, but good that's awesome. So what's, what's, uh, what's got fired you up. fired up right now? Um, let's Anything see. Anything in particular? We are,
0: yes. Um, yeah. And this is actually something that I've had to grow some additional energy for because it's not really my little house but because it means so much to my husband and my boys. I'm kind of feeding off of their energy. So we recently finally got back a mm-hmm. football team to Southern California. The Rams have come back <laughs> And, um, oh yeah! My husband yeah. is so excited that we are going to the preseason game tomorrow against <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. And um, he used to be in a Philadelphia Eagles fan. We have you know a huge rivalry. So um, there's already, unfortunately, some disdain against the Cowboys. So I'm excited to go tomorrow and
1: just Uh, be in
0: that atmosphere of the Coliseum and being around other people that are so excited about having a team back, you know, in our area and, you know, the love for sports and competitiveness. So that's something that I'm really excited um, that's coming up tomorrow. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of
1: energy around that, I'm sure. That's, yeah. Well that's fun. That'll be fun. Cool. Um what music did you rock out to on your way to work this morning? Yeah. Or do you work from home maybe? So do you do you start the day with anything special when you go Yes. And this is a song that <laughs>
0: um that my son really likes. So um, he sometimes dictates our playlist. But it was um, Cake by the Ocean is what we were rocking out to this morning. <laughs> ocean, yeah. Cake by, think by the Ocean. I DNCE is the group who sings it. Yeah. So that's what we were rocking out to this morning. And okay, cool. um, another song that popped into my mind that we were driving home to from, you know, working out this morning was Holy Diver by Dio was another song we were
1: rocking out
0: to this morning
1: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> that's definitely rocking <laughs> awesome well it's been great chatting with you how can uh, people best yes. connect so, with you um they can reach yeah, me
0: through my website which is christydeleone.com mm-hmm. um or you can absolutely email me as well at kd at
1: christydeleone.com all right perfect and i'll have those links on the show notes for everyone so they can connect right over and uh, they can talk with you more about relationships and maybe checking out your finding her program yeah and that would be fantastic yeah well it's been awesome having you here. i want to thank you again christy for joining me here on the show
0: Thank you so much, James, for having me and um, allowing me to have this opportunity to share um, with people about relationships. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, yeah. We really appreciate it. It's great. All right. Take care.
0: You too.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can learn more at recoveryinnovatorsradio.com.